Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And with that, we welcome you inside of Studio 34. This is the BFFs. An hour later, still the same fantastic content. I am Greg Sussman, joined in just a moment or two by our own Frank Stample. You got Sean Guastamaki downstairs, Alex Fasano providing you the update as well. It's a new era, a new dawn here at SportsGrid. And, of course, with the BFFs, you got Scott Farrell coast-to-coast coming your way uh, in just about an hour from now. You, you don't want to miss that. Scott, the day after the Super Bowl, it's something you simply cannot miss. This week here on the BFFs, we have so much to cover. We got... Super Bowl recap today. The NBA trade deadline is later this week. The XFL debuts as well. And, of course, capped off by the Oscars. You know that Frank is very well-versed in the movies that are nominated, specifically Parasite. He doesn't know what that is. Do you think he knows that it's not even in English? No. You think he'll see it because it's not in English? No. Should he see it? You're damn right he should. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on in this week. Of course, today... From beginning to end, we will have all of your Super Bowl content. What did we think of the Super Bowl itself? What did we think of the halftime performances? You know I have opinions on that. What do we think of the commercials, right? This is what the Super Bowl is all about. Not just Kyle Shanahan's play calling or anything like that. It's all about the drama of the Super Bowl. So, we're going to do all of that over the next hour. But first, here's my man Alex Fasano with a Sports Grid News Update. Sports Grid News Update. I am Alex Fasano with your Sports Grid News Update here on the Fantasy BFFs. It was a championship 50 years in the making for the Kansas City Chiefs. A two-decade wait for an NFL title for Coach Andy Reid. And all it took 
was for the Chiefs to be playing from behind, something they've been doing in the entire postseason against the Titans and, of course, against the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Here are your stats. The final score, the Chiefs 31, the San Francisco 49ers 20. Patrick Mahomes, he was voted your MVP. 286 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Damian Williams led the way on the ground for 104 yards and a score. Patrick Mahomes also had a rushing touchdown to go with his performance. Tyreek Hill led the way with 105 yards on nine receptions. For the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, 219 yards, one touchdown, two costly interceptions. Raheem Mostert led the way for the Niners, 58 yards on the ground, 12 carries, and a score. Receiving for the 49ers, Kendrick Bourne was your leading receiver for 42 yards on two catches, but it was Kyle Juszczyk getting into the end zone. He had three catches for 39 yards and a score. A costly fumble from Richie James Jr. and Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Damian Williams, three fumbles on the Chiefs, but they never lost a beat. Down 17-7 uh, in the previous game, 24-0 in the earlier postseason. 62,000 fans at Hard Rock Stadium doing the tomahawk chop for the Kansas City Chiefs as Tyreek Hill had the huge play, 44-yard catch to set them up for the go-ahead score. All right, this has been the BFF News Update. Going to send it back to the crew helping you recap Super Bowl 54. All right, there you have it. Nice job, Alex. That was a nice update other than calling Ricky, Richie James' fumble uh, big. It wasn't. What well, fantastic job anyway, buddy. How are you? He's good. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I, I apologize. Richie James Jr.'s fumble wasn't too costly. No, he, uh, it didn't matter. <laughs> it did not matter. But what a performance from the Chiefs. I mean, we expected a high-power offense, but, I mean, coming from behind, it's something they've been doing all postseason long. Yeah, it, it was, and that's obviously the story of the game here. Um, the fact is, Kansas City Chiefs, for the third consecutive game, they got down and were able to come back. And we talked about this last week, that I thought they'd be able to. Frankie obviously said that, they wouldn't be able to get, get down against the San Francisco 49ers. What he didn't account for was, well, Kyle Shanahan making the same mistake twice. You know, for Andy Reid, all you've heard over the last, what, 18 hours or so is he finally coached the whole game. He, he finally figured it out. It was a 22-year odyssey in the making for Andy Reid, and that's... That's great, and it's true. And Patrick Mahomes certainly helped some of that, and it wasn't Patrick Mahomes' greatest game either. But for Kyle Shanahan, maybe the third time will be the charm with a big lead. You know, Kyle Shanahan, coming out of this game, yes, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes. You're talking about Andy Reid. And you're talking about Kyle Shanahan. Instead, of the guy that should be the MVP in Damian Williams. He had a fantastic Super Bowl. But instead, we focus on the negative. And that, again, is with my guy, Kyle Shanahan. I told you that they were going to come out throwing. They didn't really. But they left throwing, which was kind of the issue. When they got, when they got ahead, you thought they would just run and run and run and run in that dominating fashion that we saw last week or two weeks ago against Green Bay. Instead, it never happened. You didn't truly establish Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman. Mepri didn't get a carry, which is fine. And it was a really good game plan for the first three quarters. But then when you're up, how do you not go with what got you there? And that's simply running the football. I don't even kill him, which is crazy, because like everybody's killing Shanahan over the horrible clock management in the first half. I get it, man. This is the high-powered Chiefs. The fact that you got him at 10-10, like, we're good. But at the end of the game... How do you just not run the football? And again, I understand I'm being hypocritical because if he ran the football and they lost, how do you not leave the foot on the gas? And I said this on a Friday. Frank will call me out. I know. I got it. But your running game is what got you there. You're in the position you want. You're up 10 with seven minutes to go in the Super Bowl. And instead, you put the, hands, the ball in the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo. I will even go a step further. I'll say this. Two-minute drill. Three timeouts left. You're at midfield. It's third down. And again, you have all the timeouts in the world left. Why not run the football then? You ran it on like third and 20 against Green Bay. With all these timeouts left. With Kansas City playing all these guys back. And all the 
aggression on the lineman. Why don't you run it then? Get your five yards, make it a much more manageable fourth down. Instead, you put the ball in the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo. And you had the play that you wanted, which is going to hurt even more, where Emmanuel Sanders beat the opponent's deep, right? You had everything you wanted. When you put the hands, the ball in the hands of your quarterback, I get it, winners want the game, ball in the game's on the line, right? Gene Hackman told us that. Shane Falco told us that. He doesn't let you down. Jimmy G wasn't a winner yesterday, and he did let you down. Emmanuel Sanders had the step, two steps, three steps, and the ball was not placed where it needed to be. And after that, the Niners only saw the ball again once the game was over. When you put the ball in the hands of Jimmy G, a guy that's a fine quarterback, you cost yourself. He did. Raheem Mostert, Kevin Coleman, the guys that got you there, couldn't bring you home. And that, ultimately, is on Kyle Shanahan. Not to take anything away, of course, from Andy Reid or the Kansas City Chiefs, because they were able to come back for the third consecutive time this postseason. They were able to come back and do something nobody else has ever done. And that's come back from double-digit points, three consecutive postseason games, to win the Super Bowl. Hasn't happened. But Patrick Mahomes, much the opposite, really, of Jimmy G, you put the ball in your hands, his hands, and something special will happen. Whether it's scampering for a first down with his legs, that prop with Frank in a few moments, or it's chucking the ball down the field to Tyreek Hill, you trust Mahomes to get it done. Andy Reid did that. And while we laud Andy Reid in the play calling, it didn't really work until the fourth quarter when Tyreek Hill wound up being free. 44 yards down the field. And you're all, uh, ever, all of us are like, how the hell is that possible? 44 yards free. And after that, all the live betters will tell you it's over. We believe in Patrick Mahomes. We believe in the Kansas City Chiefs. And that was it. You can talk about Sammy Watkins beating Richard Sherman on the other side of the field. Mahomes hitting him. Mahomes was not great last night. He did not deserve the MVP. That was Damian Williams that was taken from him. But why you bet on Mahomes win the MVP is because in a situation like that, Mahomes is always going to be the MVP, the quarterback, the charisma, what have you. He missed throws. He took untimely sacks. It was not a good performance at all from Patrick Mahomes. But when it mattered, he did enough. The youngest player ever to win the Super Bowl MVP, of course, after winning a regular season MVP a year prior. There's so much more to talk about. We need to get Frank's thoughts on all of this. Who won it? Who lost it? Who stepped up? Who did not? I also want to get into the halftime show. I want to get into the Christians, too. We only got an hour until Pharrell, so stick with us. Your BFS live on Sports Grid continues right after this. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, daily show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. 
I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back here, BFFs, Greg Sussman, now joined by my BFF, Frank Stample. Frank, you're cheating on me, man. Michael? I can't hear you. Turn it off and then knock on. What you talking about, Willis? Ah, welcome. I, I did not turn the mic on. Not turn it off, either. Well, I, I guess I turned it on and off, then. <laughs> it is what it is. What's up, man? Uh, not much, dude. You uh, hosted FST today for the first time from the Meadowlands. How was that? That was great. Uh, I had, you know, some... Uh, some horse racers, some some degenerates already uh, bugging me. Sure. Trying to talk to me, trying to bother me. I had Window Will shoo him off, yell at him, get out of here. Frank's trying to do shoo. his job. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Craig and I spoke a lot about the Super Bowl. Got a little bit into baseball. Probably get more into baseball the rest of the week. Spoke about uh, Mookie Betts and how his value might change if he were traded. Uh, we also got to speak with former Ram and NFL Hall of Famer uh, Jack Youngblood. Sure. So, Youngblood. You want it? Out of your life. Did you sing that song to me? <laughs> I did not. Nah. Wait. You should probably never do that either. Why? Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, that's fantastic, Frank. Did you, was it different working with somebody else other than me hosting a show? Oh, yeah. It was definitely different. So better, you're saying. Still a bit of a feeling out process, obviously. Uh, uh-huh. Of course. You know, we, so uh, Greg, you and I have chemistry. We've, we've worked together for a while now. We have, Frankie. Thank you. It makes me feel better. I do find it interesting that I, I somehow uh, end up working with People's names who rhyme. Yes, of course. Greg and Craig. Right. How, like, how did that happen? Well, I didn't want to, get, I didn't want to make sure that you, you didn't call him, like, Larry. So yeah, okay. Easier. Because, because Greg, I'm 100% going to call you Craig, Craig at some point. Uh, maybe and I'm probably going to call Craig Greg at some that's point. More, that's more likely. Yeah. Uh, you watched Super Bowl while drinking for the first time in a month. Oh, my gosh. While eating carbs for the first time in a month. How was your Super Bowl, Frank? Oh, God. Uh, well, it was great at the time. Uh, I don't feel very good right now. So here's what I'll tell people. If you do a diet during the month of January, uh, specifically one where uh, you don't eat carbs or you have a low-carb diet or you don't drink, if you do a sober January, a cleanse. If you, if you do that throughout the month of January, just don't jump right back in, you know, Greg, without any care in the world. Because uh, yesterday, uh, basically the entire weekend, uh, I ended up eating White Castle, Greg. <laughs> Uh, I had a bunch of mac and cheese last night with bacon. I had Popeyes. Uh, I drank a lot. Had some Jameson shots. And my stomach is messed up, man. Like, I I probably shouldn't be here. (laughs) Like, I do not feel good right now. I feel quite bad. That is fantastic. So, I've been been working through that for most of the day as well. I love it. I love it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. 
But outside of that, it was a very eventful weekend. My niece went to play soccer for the first time. She's three awesome. years old. That was All great. Right. Very cool. Uh, we went bowling. I bowled a 130-plus in back-to-back games. Solid. So, solid performance. Solid. Hold myself to higher standards, but it's fine. It is what it is. Solid game. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, we had a game last night, Greg. What do you think of the game? People call it boring at times. I didn't. Really, I liked it. It was good. Yeah, I think... Those people are probably, first of all, they're probably over betters. So that's, let's say it for what it is. Fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think based on expectation, right, we were probably expecting more. Like we got the late touchdown, but for the most part, it wasn't the offensive fireworks that, you right. know, at least I was expecting in this game. I, my final prediction was 31 27, so I wasn't far off. Shout out to Spittin' Speeds. I know he uh, called the final score uh, to the T, yes, 31 awesome. 20 Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but yeah, I thought that there would be more offense throughout the course of it. I could see why some people thought that you know, there were uh, some dull moments throughout the course of the game. But uh, overall, I thought it was an entertaining game. A lot of back and forth. I'll tell you what, as a Chiefs backer with the. Uh, about six, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. I did not feel good, Greg. I didn't text me. About I, I did that. not feel good at all. You texted me about that. Yeah, I apologize. But we're all right. Yeah, it is. Yes, I think it is. there's a lot of game left. <laughs> I felt like we did a nice job handicapping some of this stuff. Like we talked about Kyle Yuschuk. Like we really liked that prop. Yeah, I probably should have bet it. How did you do with your props in general? Very bad. Really? Yeah. What were, the, what were they? Uh, so I bet a bunch of 49er stuff. None of the right 49er stuff. Hmm. I was on uh, Garoppolo over two forty and a half. We like that a lot. Yeah. You know? Thanks for uh, not, you know, throwing 22 yards on the final drive of the game. Like I mean, you know, Emmanuel Sanders' throw gets you there. Yeah, yeah. If you could just do your job, Jimmy G, we would have gone over there. I uh, had Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know what? I kind of got talked into this one by uh, the fantasy football frenzy. So uh, uh, I don't know why you listen to that. Yeah, uh, George Kurtz and Jim Day—they were all over the uh, over three and a half. I got it at four and a half rushing yards. We sat here and we liked the under. We, we talked about the, the under. under. We sat here together. We loved the under 10 of 16 yeah. games in the regular season. You pointed it out. I let him sucker me in, Greg. That's what I did. I think that was silly. Yeah, I mean, so... I now, no did to, you... No one to blame but myself on that did one. Did you go over Patrick Mahomes rushing? Uh, I did not. Uh, in fact, nobody went over Patrick Mahomes. Well, it didn't go over for anybody. I'm asking if you... Probably- I didn't. I went over his fantasy point total. It's crazy. Because I thought that his rushing yardage was a little high. I did like the over there. Admittedly, I said that yesterday, and I said that on Friday as well. Uh, I like the over on his rushing yards, but I thought that he was going to do a little bit of everything. You know, Greg, he was sure. going to make some plays with his legs. He did have a few turnovers. He did, and he scored, he a, touch- scored a touchdown. With his uh, legs. But he threw enough touchdowns, and, and he scored a rushing touchdown with his legs, and he went over his fantasy points. So uh, that's why I was on the over his fantasy points. But I could see why you know people might have had trepidation. I mean, thirty and a half for Patrick Mahomes. It was a lot going into that game. You went over. He did until he didn't. Right. And points bet. So points bet did, yeah? They were paying people out, right? Paying people out. That was absurd. He had 44 rushing yards. And I sat there at my, at my Super Bowl party that I was at. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, I knew it. I was talking to my dad. I, was like, I knew this was going over 30 and a half. And all of a sudden, when they're talking about it after the game, he's under. And I'm like, what? He lost 15 yards 15 kneeling 15 yards on kneel downs. 15 yards. Crazy. Right? Crazy. I'll tell you what. Points bet is probably the only sportsbook that's pay- paying that out today, right? I haven't seen anyone else come out and say, oh, yeah, we're going to pay so, out the over for Patrick Mahomes. So, I so mean, points bet is statistically, so, he did not go over the number. Points bet is so smart with us. So they're paying it out, right? right. They're paying it out. And somebody said, DraftKings, can you do this? And the points bet responded to that message saying, if you use the, um, the promo code, whatever it is, I'm not going to advertise it because you don't pay us. But if you use a, a promo code like Bummer or something like that, we'll give you $100. Basically, you know, the fan duel. <laughs> we'll give you, we'll yeah, give you $100 yeah, yeah. in your account. We'll deposit it on your yeah. next bet, whatever. Smart on them. Brilliant. Brilliant. That is a brutal loss, Patrick Mahomes loss. Absolutely. Brutal. I also had George Kittle over 73 and a half. That didn't even come close. No. Four for 36. Here's what I'll say, right? So we like the Kyle Yushek. You like that? I love this. When he was talking, when he was describing that it's just the Lucha Bros that he does it for. Oh, yeah. So Cerro cool. Miero. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the George Kittle. Yeah. Um, we were right about the Kansas City Chiefs struggling against pass-catching running backs. Who would have thought it was going to be Kyle, Kyle Yushek who caught three... Passes for 39 yards and a touchdown. I, I, I liked the over for Raheem Mostert yesterday in terms of receiving uh, just because I thought that he would get a little bit of what Kyle Juszczyk got yesterday. Uh, but yeah, Juszczyk's total yards was like 13 and a half. Uh, I still ended up uh, being 
a tiny bit profitable just because my biggest wager was on the Chiefs uh, to win the game, Greg. So uh, that was great. Um, but overall, the props, mm, not so much yesterday. Yeah, the props, I'm sorry, Frankie. Uh, didn't exactly get it done for you. Um, I mean, not o- overall. Uh, you know, we talked about Debo Samuel. I didn't like Emmanuel Sanders at all yesterday. The long prop would have gotten him. Sammy Watkins, though, had a good game. Very, very good game for Sammy Watkins. Does he uh, take a year off now? Like he's saying he might do? What is that about? You see that? He said if they win the Super Bowl, he might just take a year off. Yeah, but not retire. He just needs to chill, dude. Hey, Greg, you know, if I win a fantasy league this year, I'm going to just take a year off, but you can continue to pay me. Is that all right? Well, it's a big big difference. (laughs) What? um, He didn't take a year off. He wouldn't get paid for that, Oh, okay. All right, so he can afford to not be paid. I I probably can. He can afford not to be paid. Uh, You and I cannot do that. Well, you know what? If that one league that I win is the NFBC main event, then you know what? I might take a year off. I, you probably will. You probably will take a year off. <laughs> take a little uh, 150000 grand prize down there, Greg? Well, that's not all yours, though. That's no, it wouldn't. I, you, obviously, you, you it's have, split it. You have a financial backer. You give me some, you know. Yeah, maybe. You wouldn't? I don't know, Greg. Would you give me some? Of course I would. Maybe I have. The next oh. NFBC that I play, I will give you part of the prize money if I win right. grand. Okay. Let me know when that happens. I will. I when are you going to play in the NFPC? Oh, someone backs me. If someone wants to back me in the NFPC, I'm in. Well, they don't want to throw their money away, Greg. I believe you lost last year. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, hey, come on, Greg. Luck plays a little part into it. I'm looking at you, Chris Sale. <laughs> <laughs> Damian well, Williams. Quite good yesterday. Damian Williams had an awesome day. His MVP was stolen from him. Just ripped it from him. So Mike Blewett asked this last night on Twitter, more egregious Damian Williams not winning the Super Bowl MVP or James White not winning the Super Bowl MVP a couple of years ago? I think that's a good one. I think Justin, question. Justin Tuck back to the Giants when they won the Super Bowl, I think that's a good one too. Um, to me, I think it's James White. I think the James White one is what, more he had 15 egregious. catches in that yeah. game? He like broke the record. It's absurd. He set the record. He made the record. It's absurd. Yeah. And everything James White does is after the catch, right? It wasn't like long bombs to him. It was all after the catch. Last night, Damian Williams, I think if he scores that first touchdown, like Mahomes tosses it to him, Rather than running it himself, I think Williams probably gets it. Still a mistake by the voters of the MVP to not give it to Damian Williams. He sealed the game. Uh, he was all over the field. I know Patrick Mahomes did a lot with his legs, made some smart uh, plays down the field to Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. I still thought Damian Williams was the MVP in this one. I agree. I agree. And you know what? I- but that's why you have to bet the quarterback. You have to bet the quarterback. And everybody knew that. Like you, If the Chiefs were going to win, Patrick Mahomes was going to be the MVP. Shout right. out to my dad. He won, uh, he won on that bet. Get Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. Let's go. Although, you know, there's not much value in it. It's plus 110. It is what it is. It's the one. Hey, it wins a win, right? Your Money's dad, money. Your dad wins confidence pool. Uh, he finished in third, so I think he gets something. Fantastic. Yeah. He had, How about our guys? His final 10 points on the Kansas City Chiefs. Our guys, Alex Pisano, Steve Sadovoy, Chris Venture. In the they finished pool? fifth in finished your fifth. fantasy That's playoff right. pool, right? How cool is that? Great job. They won like 300 bucks each. 300 more bucks than I have. Uh, same. Huge shout-out to Greg for introducing us to this uh, fantasy league. Thank you very much, Mr. Sussman. You're very welcome. Alex, uh, maybe during your uh, part of your next news read, you can actually kind of give Greg some pointers on how to do well in this contest because he never has. I did, I did well last year. Oh, yeah? How much did you win last year, Greg? I didn't win any money. Right, exactly. Okay, so Alex, whenever you want to give uh, Greg some pointers here on how to do well in a fantasy playoff pool, uh, we're all ears. Specifically, Greg. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, uh, we'll come back. I do want to get to the halftime show. I can't wait till Damian Williams does a third round fantasy pick again next year, Greg. That's going to be great. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. I do. 100%. I'm interested. Just get out. Just leave. Right. Just well, leave. Let's talk about Shakira and JLo. That's going to be fun. Let's do that, Frank. And we'll do that next. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. 
I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big poppy. They ran socks in 2004, bounced back after the 3 0. In a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the Fantasy Best Friends Forever live on the Sports Grid TV network. I am Frank Stanfield, uh, and of course, we're playing musical chairs here on the Fantasy BFFs today. Uh, Greg Sussman had to step out for a second, so I don't want to talk too much about the halftime show because uh, I know that he is uh, very excited to talk about the halftime show, but I will say this, and uh, we spoke about this a little bit on FST earlier today, Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and myself. I don't understand why people are complaining about the halftime show. I mean, what more can you possibly ask for in a halftime show? Where else in America are you going to see a stripper pole and a children's choir in the same show? There's nowhere else in America that you are going to see a stripper pole and a, and a children's choir in the same show. And with that, I will welcome Greg Sussman back in here. He's, uh, I don't know, trying to force his face in front of my camera for some reason. Well, I was, I was Greg, doing the Shakira. Are you doing, oh, you're doing the Shakira? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sure you just scared off 99.8% of Shakira our did it, watching it, 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 audience. When Greg. Shakira did it, did it scare you off? It did not scare me off. All right, that's what I thought. But, Greg, you are not Shakira. Ah. <laughs> I do. You're very bad at that. I am. That was good. You're good at it, man. Uh, what are we doing, man? <laughs> this is a PG show. We're having fun! But, yeah, uh, I'm sure, look, everyone's excited about that. With Shakira yesterday, or, yeah. or maybe everyone's not excited about it, Craig. I've seen what are people complaining about, dude? How can you complain about yesterday's halftime show? There was something was, for everybody. I couldn't agree more. It was I could not agree entertaining. More. You had hits from both Shakira Blake and Jennifer Be- Lopez. Blake Bealey wanted to ban halftime shows after it. I well, what else do you want? Though? I have no idea. I have no idea. Because if you are a female watching that, you get a bunch of the hits that you've listened to your entire life, yes. basically growing up. Sure. Past two decades, sure. From Shakira and J Lo, you get to watch two 
beautiful women uh-huh. dance on stage. I sure. Know, I mean, what's not to like about that? Fantastic. And obviously, if you're a guy, and let's be honest, the football demographic, Greg. Mostly men. Mostly men. But we, we know that you know it, it's more of a, a mix when it comes to the Super Bowl time. We get a little more uh, mothers, wives, daughters involved here sure. watching the Super Bowl as sure. well. But, I mean, if you're a dude, how did you not like that either? I'm sure you Frank, did, Frank. You have Shakira shaking all over the place. That's great. You have Jennifer Lopez sliding down a stripper pole. Yeah. She has three, four, five different wardrobes. Uh-huh. Pick and choose whatever you, you, you like. That, you a knew, lot of them you knew that was quite coming, revealing. Frank. You knew that was coming, Frank. I, I mean, Greg, what are people complaining about today? What was not to like? I, I just don't know. It was a fantastic Super Bowl. What was Blake Bealey's reasoning for it being a bad halftime show? Stupid. What would you halftime shows for? Well, I mean, they're not going to cancel the halftime show. Uh, Frank, I know. I I think you can argue that the halftime show is the biggest part of the Super Bowl. Not even the game. Not even the commercials. Sure. The halftime show is the biggest spectacle that is involved with the Super Bowl. Frank, I agree with you. Okay, so what would you like to say about it then? I I feel like I've said everything. You did. You you kind of stole my thunder. (laughs) You just, you know, sit there and kind of wag your tongue around like Shakira for the rest of the show if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I I don't understand anyone who didn't like it. It was freaking fun. It was entertaining. There was dancing. There was singing. There was beautiful women walking around the stage. There were beautiful men dancing. Like, there was something for everybody. Like, it was great. It was great. John, uh, I was with my sister's fiance, who is uh, who's Dominican, and he's like, "Hi, this is the greatest halftime show I've ever seen." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, dude." In my house, you had to like pick people's jaws up Correct. from the ground. Isn't that what you watch in the halftime show to keep people focused on the Super Bowl? I was focused. I wasn't on my phone tweeting. What are you going to do? Argue, oh, Coldplay should have been out there instead. Like, come on. Yeah. Man. So. I mean, I'll, I'll argue right. for Metallica, obviously. Listen, but. I'll say this. So, Carver, <laughs> right? Carver High. Pharrell. Oh, oh, give me Metallica. Give me the Foo Fighters. No. Well, I, I, I did say that I wanted Metallica up there last night. No. <laughs> but I didn't have a problem with I'm sure it being Shakira and J-Lo. I mean, come on. Like, as much as I love Metallica, I mean. Kind of love Shakira and J Lo too. Yeah, do you now? Like you can't. <laughs> Who doesn't? You want to just see another old rock and roll band play? Sure. Yeah. Why don't we get Bon Jovi out there? I'm sure they've done it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love Dave Matthews. Obviously, I'd much rather see Shakira and J Lo doing the Super Bowl halftime show. My mood show just changes when you Matthews say the band. name of that band, why? Dave Matthews. Why? why? Gosh. I don't like. What's the big deal? Like that's the halftime show where if we ever get that as a Super Bowl. I'm, go- get- I'm going on a beer run. You're never getting. I'm going that. to the bar You're on the getting block. That. And- You're never getting that. This is great. Bringing a Long Island iced tea. This is great. Do this every year. Sure. Shakira Jayla forever. Got my vote. Did you? Uh, you know what? Of course, I did afterwards. I was like, Judy, can you, can <laughs> you, you- change your pants? You- <laughs> That's what you did. <laughs> can you shake? Can you? Can you belly dance like this? She goes, "Is that an effing joke?" <laughs> she goes, and then she's just like, uh, "I the Jews don't have that kind of blood in them." She's not wrong. Do the, do the Polish? No, 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 they don't. Or at least the, Mine, the, yours doesn't. the Polish that I'm with. <laughs> but you know what's so typical, Greg? What? So I wasn't watching the the Super Bowl with Kinga actually, with my fiance, because We're not. Uh, you know I was at my parents' house, and uh, we can only fit a finite amount of people there. So she got and, the boot. No, I mean she wanted to watch it with her brother. She didn't want her brothers to be alone, so she, she watched it with her family. I watched it with my family. Uh-huh. But you can bet your sweet Willie, Greg, yeah. that I texted her. Uh, <laughs> so when are you gonna learn these moves? <laughs> Every guy did the same thing. Of course, and you know I had to suck up a little bit. I said, "Oh, baby, the only way that this would be better is if you were up there shaking like that." I, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, because you're not, you know, you're not a sweet talker like me, Greg. No, evidently, <laughs> evidently I'm not because I don't. I, I, Greg's got nothing. No, Greg's got nothing. I don't, it wouldn't be better with Judy doing it. It's way better with Shakira and J Lo. All right, way better. I'm a one, I'm a one woman guy, Greg. Uh, if it, I had Shakira and J Lo, that'd be two women and Judy. Sure. Give Greg all three. You know, whatever. <laughs> and then supportive boyfriend A Rod. You did so great, Jen. You did so great. I'm a little surprised we didn't get more A-Rod. I'm not. Also, uh, you know what? I will say this. As great as Dane was yesterday, and he was great, on his calls, 
on you know his final score prediction for the game. Uh, he had the under in the in the first half, the under in the first quarter, the under in the game. So he he did a great job. One of his locks yesterday was that Pitbull would be part of the halftime show. See, it was a mistake. Minus, it was minus 500. Yeah, it was a mistake. He was like, minus 500, mortgage the house! You know why it was a mistake? He wasn't there. The mistake was... Had a nice little commercial, though. The mistake was because, was because he appeared on Fox um, in the pregame doing a concert. He wasn't going to do that in the halftime show. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. So once you knew that was happening, he wasn't going to appear. How much of the pregame did you watch? Because honestly, I did not turn it on until 6 p.m. But you were, so you were working a little bit. Um... Yeah, and I went to go get a haircut after this. But for me, I didn't turn it on until I got to my sister's, which was at about 4.30. That much. Oh, so, damn, you watched a lot. I mean, what else? What, like, if I'm there, what am I going to put on? Right. You were, like, you you were Maryland Terps yesterday, Greg? No, I play tomorrow. <laughs> but you, you worked until 3 o'clock Yeah, yesterday. and then I went to get a haircut, so I didn't get to my parents' house until like 5.30. And then you put that I'm sure you, I should be the pregame. Yeah, I, played a, I played a game of beer pong first, Greg. Oh, that dominated, great. of course. Nice. Uh, and then, of course, it was already over. It was way over by 6 o'clock because I just you know dominated the comp. Naturally. Uh, and then turned on the Super Bowl at 6 o'clock. Got it. Where I proceeded to eat mac and cheese uh, and Popeye's spicy chicken wings, Greg, and sriracha meatballs. Uh, and I took shots of Jameson and I drank uh, a spiked seltzer uh-huh. and I had uh, Michelob Ultras throughout the course of the game. Uh, and that is why my stomach is just disgusting today. Yeah. It's just a that, cesspool that, of everything. Frank, that, that'll do it. Gosh, man. What's wrong with me? So. I feel terrible. I'm sorry, man. Do not jump what did you, two feet in what after did you a diet. The, uh, do not you, do that. What did you think of the broadcast overall? I mean, it care. was all right. I didn't really pay much attention to it. I care about Because, like, while the guys are talking, uh, like, so I, I really focus in and, and, you know, I pay close attention while, like, the plays are going on, right? But as soon as we get to the broadcasters talking, like, the play clock in between, like, that's when I'm kind of talking to everyone else and we're socializing and stuff. So, I mean, there's a lot of people there. I was hanging out with, like, 12 people. 12, yes, but, people. but, hold on. So I wasn't paying hold attention on. to the broadcast, but I'm paying attention to the game. Hold on. There is a finite amount of people that could watch. Yeah. You just told me there's 15, 20 people I didn't people invite there. them. But your poor fiancé and your future brother-in-law got the boot. They got the boot. Got the boot. Blame my family. It's my parents' <laughs> house, not my house. Well, your dad's probably if it were watching. my house, I would, you know, I would try and, you know. Your dad's probably watching. Meet both worlds. Wow. Did you, did you accept that it was uh, acceptable? Yeah, perfectly fine. Totally cool. Until you sent the message, like, can you do that? She's like, you effing kidding me, Frank? Shut the F up. Yeah, she's just like, she yeah, it's not happening. She wasn't having it. Ah, she loved the halftime show, too. Because it was awesome! What did you think of the commercials? I, I assume like that was the next. Yep. Uh, that was well done. The, right. uh, the next part of our breakdown here. Correct. Hashtag baby nut. Is that, what's the, is that your favorite commercial? It wasn't my baby. Uh, it wasn't my, it wasn't my <laughs> favorite one. It wasn't what uh, stood out most, but... Yeah. Uh, it was the one that I think got people talking. It's like Baby Nut versus Baby Yoda. Right. Like, that's kind of a thing. I, I guess that's what they were going for there. Yeah. It was interesting. Right. I thought the Jason Momoa commercial was Couldn't probably the best more. one. Couldn't agree yeah. more. That was the best one. Right. Absolutely. It was great. It was funny. Yeah. Tom Brady coming to steal the show, Greg. I'll be back. Thanks. Like, we didn't know that, Tom. Hey, everyone freaked out on Twitter. But I guess it kind of leaves uh, the conversation. It opens the conversation for, did he mean he's coming back to the NFL? Or oh, back I to just, the Patriots? It, 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 it just... Um, it just meant he's coming back, obviously. Jason Momoa commercial was great. I thought it was really interesting the Tide uh, integration with all the other products, like Bud Light. Like I was like, this is weird. Yeah, there was like a 7-in-1 commercial. Yeah. And I know that the Procter Gamble did this whole thing. I thought the NFL 100 does a really nice job with all their commercials. Like the, the, right before the game with the kid running on the that field. That was cool. It was awesome. That was really cool. Really, really cool. Really, really nicely done by the NFL. I didn't see any Jets in that whole montage. I, mean, you I saw what? Justin Tuck, like, sack somebody. And Saquon was there. Yeah. I was looking no for the no jets. jets. I was looking for the Jets. Yeah. Very surprising they couldn't get Adam Gase's face somewhere in there. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. Uh, we got, like, 10 minutes left. We'll break it down, and we'll have some fun. Stick around. More of your BFFs. After this! Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more.
Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out... F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pot? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, you find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who are in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, final what we got, 12 minutes left to go, Frank? That's correct. 12 minutes left to go in the program. Sean, Chris, Alex, everyone doing a fantastic job downstairs. We're going to implement a whole new bunch of stuff on the show, which is going to be great. Sean's going to get us some great guests. BFFs, man, evolving in a great way. Yeah, and I heard you uh, previewing the week. I'm excited, man. We've got a lot of different things going on this week. We have uh, Nick Pollock from Pitcher List joining us later in the week. Uh, he's about to drop his Pitcher List 5.0, which are his starting pitcher rankings for the fantasy baseball season. So we'll have him on to talk about his ranks, things that stand out to us, players we don't like, Trevor Bauer, and maybe players that Greg likes. Uh, Going to be interested to see who Greg likes this year. Who's the Greg guy in 2020? I haven't figured uh, it out yet, man. We'll have NBA trade deadline coverage yeah. later on in the week. Uh, yeah. And I know we'll have uh, Oscars and XFL on Saturday, uh, on Friday, which is awesome because... You're a big Oscars guy. Uh, I know that there are odds for uh, Joker, which is probably the only movie that is nominated for anything that I've actually seen. You know, I have. You, you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or no? No. Okay, I haven't seen. I'm not opposed to seeing it. I would like to. Right, but I'm very far behind in movies. Same. I'm. It's bad for me. Last year I watched no, every one. I'm bad. And I like. I, you always watch a lot of these movies. Like, I just name like random. I've never seen Saving Private Ryan, Greg. You know, like. It just like, that's one that stands out to me. Like there are just a lot of movies one. I have not seen. Gonna, I, I want to name. I, I will name you the nominees for Best Picture this year. Sure, you let me know. Ford versus Ferrari. No clue. How about The Irishman? I've seen The Irishman. I like it a lot. So you're one out of two. All right, out of five hundred is pretty good. Jojo Rabbit. No clue. Really want to see that one. Uh, related to Roger Rabbit. Nope. 
Okay. It's about the Nazis. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I haven't seen much, I haven't seen many of these either. Really, I've seen I've seen the same amount. You this have. isn't like you. I've seen the same amount you have. <laughs> wow, I feel so cultured now. Joker, love it. Yep. So two for four. Those are the only two I've seen as well. Little Women. What's that? It's an old book. Is that like the? Uh, is that the sequel to Small Soldiers from back in the day? Marriage Story. All right. mm, no clue. It's on Netflix. What's that? It's about a divorce with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Never got around to it. Right. Uh, 1917. What's that? The World War I movie. Hmm. Are you, are you a war movie guy? No, you've really? never seen, seen Private Saving Ryan. Private Ryan, so. Uh, once upon a time, like Full Metal Jacket. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Haven't seen it, but I'm not opposed to seeing it. I would yeah. like to watch it. Right. Uh, and then Parasite. Surprise, you haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I will watch it before the Oscars. Okay. I will watch it before. I don't know how, but I will watch it before the Oscars. Uh, Parasite. Do you have any idea what Parasite is? Is this like uh, Human Centipede? Something like that? It is a Korean subtitled film. It's nominated <laughs> for Best Picture. Uh, I couldn't, uh, couldn't have been farther off here, Greg. Uh, Bung Joon-ho is the director who is nominated for Best Director as well. Okay. What about Uncut Gems? No nominations. Really? Yeah. What about like leading lead actor? Adam Sandler? Something like that? Uh, no that nominations. Something else? Nothing. Nothing at all. Huh. So, uh, right. Would you like me to name the best actor? Is that like the last... Kind of award show that we had? Is that what that was? What? I don't know. Were they? I thought they were nominated for something somewhere, no? Well, the Golden Uncut Globes, Gyms? they might have been. Oh. All right. Not well, the Oscars. Whatever. What, what do you got? What else you got? All right. Uh, best Actor. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. I haven't seen it. Nor have I. Uh, Leo for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. All right. I haven't seen it. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Okay. Still don't know. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Ah, <sighs> my man. Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Also on Netflix. Have you seen that? Judy watched it last week, though. All righty. So we got some Oscars talk later on in the week. You can actually bet on this stuff, right? We're going to find some odds. Like, well, you can to bet on it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Hopefully, we have a guest on that. A lot of people nominated for Bombshell, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. We, I mean, we need a guest because, like, I might as well sit out that so segment. I, I have nothing to I mean, add. I'm very surprised. I've seen two of the movies. That Charlize Theron um, and Margot Robbie both nominated for, for Bombshell. I saw Bombshell. But it was very mediocre. Very mediocre. Other performances were, were fun. Okay. So it's just like one of those hyped up movies because, I don't know. Who's gonna win? Is it like just a director or someone who made it? Who's going to win these these acts? Oh, Renee Zellweger. Okay. All right. And then we have the XFL, Greg. The XFL kicks off this weekend. What yeah. do you think of the tweet last night? You're Football's not over yet. It's a smart tweet. Smart. Are you, are you going to watch? Um, I won't make it a priority. Like, maybe if it's on, I'll, I'll catch it. I already started planning, like, trying to go to a New York Guardians game, who, by the way, yes. they have the second best odds to win the championship. I saw that. Why would they do that? Kevin Gilbride's the coach. Well, he does have NFL coaching experience. Sure, but most of these coaches have like legit coaching experience. But I think they have a lot of former players or, or players every that kind team, of made a name for themselves every in the team AAF. Does. Yeah, look, honestly, nobody knows, right? Nobody knows how these teams are going to come together together. But they have Matt McGloin as their quarterback, former backup. Why would you want like were you gonna bet on Matt McGloin? Seriously. I mean, based on some of the other names that are out there, I mean Dude, I am thousand percent betting on Landry Jones over Matt McGloin. Landry Jones hasn't done anything either. Thousand percent. Matt McGloin. I'm sure you have Alex's vote as well. Former Steeler, Landry Jones. Of course Jones. I do. Bob Stoops is the head coach. I'm already starting to look into tickets, man. I think Saturday, Saturday February 29th. Busy. Wasn't an invite. <laughs> but that's what I'm looking at going. They're playing the Los Angeles team. Greg did not like that. Why didn't you invite me? Because you're not going to go to an XFL game. You just told me why Matt McGloin stinks. Well, You're not going to go to an XFL game. I might go to an XFL game. It could be interesting. <laughs> All right. If you say Tickets so. probably pretty cheap. Like 40 bucks a ticket. You know what? We got some connections. We probably can get a box for that. Really? With the XFL? I mean, it's not about the, it's about MetLife, isn't it? It's not about the NFL. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. Meadowlands right? Sportsbook. The family you, sportsbook. you work there now. I was just there. Yeah. So you probably get a box for that. All right. Not I mean, not. I'd love to. February 29th. It's probably going to be 20 degrees outside. Not available, Frank. All right, well, you, I don't have to go through you, you can't anymore. Go to the box that Mike Cardano is my direct superior. I don't think that's true. And I work with him I I at am. the FanDuel Sportsbook. I think, I think I'm going to see more Mike than I am going to see you now, Greg. I see you every day at this time. <laughs> don't worry, Mike's my guy now. I'm Listen, you're chop liver now. You don't want to go to the XFL game with me? I I'll do. talk to Mike Cardano. I am not available February 29th. I can probably get Mike Cardano to come to the game with me. I am not available February 29th. Maybe he'll replace you. Maybe he'll become what? my best friend forever. Should I leave? <laughs> no. Greg, did you, walk out? did you look at any of, any of the uh, the odds for teams to win the Super Bowl next year? Did anything stand out to you? 
I did not look at the Patriots fourteen to one. You were talking about this this morning. Kind of interesting. You talking about this this morning on yeah. FST. They have the fifth best odds. Tom Brady resigns there. What does that shoot up to? Eight to one. Well, it's not about, it's not about Tom Brady, right? It's the odds. I get it. Yes. But the Patriots. But I mean, you're just talking about value right now. Patriots got to get better. When's the last time you get you got the Patriots with the fifth best odds? Who are the teams that are in front of them? That'd be the Kansas City Chiefs, the favorite, obviously. Okay. Baltimore Ravens seven to one. San Francisco 49ers, nine to one. Uh, New Orleans Saints twelve to one. Hmm. So I think there's some value on the Patriots. Sure. Right Makes sense. I think the Ravens at seven to one sounds nice. Uh, I'll tell you, you who I'm fading the Rams for sure at twenty to one. Like, why right? are they twenty think, to one? You think they're just I have done? No idea. Think they're just done. Seattle Seahawks are better than the Rams. Why do they have the same odds? I don't know. Um, the um, went back to last night. Green Bay Packers could be interesting. What do you think of our guy Kyle Shanahan? I talked about it before you got on. Yeah, he shot himself in the foot again. I mean, they had Greg. Why did they throw the ball on second and third down when they were winning in the fourth quarter? to give the ball back to the Kansas City Chiefs. You're right. Everything that you said you. about them... You don't say that often. Yeah, it's true. But what got them there is playing defense and running the football. And to that point, that, that's what had gotten them the lead. And playing with a lead at that point, late in the fourth quarter, was... It certainly wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo, I'll tell you that much. Was running the football and playing defense. I mean, they sacked Patrick Mahomes four times in that game yesterday. They had, for most of that game, they had Patrick Mahomes uh, running around. I bet you, if you asked him in the middle of the game, he probably would have said he was seeing ghosts too, a la Sam Darnold. But they were getting after him, man. So the defense showed up. Why are you not running the ball on second and third down late in that game in the fourth quarter, Greg? If if nothing else, if you're going to end up punting the ball back, at least you waste the clock down. Sure. Give yourself more of an opportunity to put pressure on the Chiefs because they don't have as much time. Right. Or force them to use timeouts, you know? Of course. So I thought, again, and you know what? That was bad by me. Dumb, dumb. I said I thought Kyle Shanahan would have learned from his mistakes. He didn't. You know, it's crazy, and I said this before. I want to reiterate because I want to get your thoughts. I really thought, and we saw it in the Packers game, I really wanted them on third down and 10 on the football. You got plenty of timeouts left. Minute and a half left to go. Run the football. Why not? Raheem Mostert gets 10 yards of freaking pop. They didn't. They didn't run the football at all. And instead, well, they're not running the football anywhere because they're out. They lost. They're losers. But like you said, right, no matter what happened yesterday, we were going to kill Shanahan no matter what, right? Like if they lost that game, we were going to sit here and kill Kyle Shanahan no matter what. Because what we said they should have done was be more aggressive passing the ball. And in this game, Jimmy Garoppolo had 31 pass attempts. So he was more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And he actually went over his pass completion prop, which was 19 and a half. He had 20 completions. Sure. He goes 20 for 31. Sure. Of course, he couldn't go over his freaking passing yardage. 22 yards or so. You know, 240 and a half. He finishes at 219. So one touchdown and two interceptions. But he didn't look great yesterday. No. Well, what was that not. interception where, you know, he's basically being sacked? He just floats it up there. What was that? I don't know. Come on, man. You know, I, I, asked, um, I asked Jack Youngblood this question earlier today, Greg, and I'll ask you. How do the 49ers get better? Because I don't really see how they get better. I mean, maybe you give another wide receiver sure. to Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe you go out and try and trade for an Odell Beckham. And I've said all along, I think that they're going to be players again for him. Mm-hmm. you got to give Kyle Shanahan that Julio Jones, although I, I do think Debo Samuel is a very good player. But where do they improve? What do the 49ers do in the offseason? You know, it's, so it's so easy to say that everybody will be back, but so much of it is health-related, right? Both of these teams were very, very healthy this season. Both of them fell right into like the San Francisco 49ers are a yard away from playing on wild card weekend, right? Like one yard away, one awesome tackle away from having a completely different path. Everything has we might to have been talking about the Seahawks in the Super Bowl yesterday. Sure. Right? Everything has to fall right for you to get there. And this season, everything fell right for San Francisco. What can they do? What can they improve on? Where? I don't know. The offensive line is getting old, but like... They were top seven in both offensive and defensive DVOA this year, Greg. They were so great, they man. were a great defensive team. They were great. They got the pass year. rush. And you had the formula to beat Patrick Mahomes, right? You get pressure without blitzing. You know, it's interesting with the Rams last year. We said they needed to improve their quarterback. They couldn't do that. Maybe you improve San Francisco's quarterback. Not gonna do that. You're not gonna do that with Garoppolo. I think maybe Garoppolo just needs to get better, progress. Maybe running the football. That's it. There you go. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. 
Pharrell is up next. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We no. hope. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.